Welcome back to Self Love 365, the daily podcast where we dig into the practice and concepts of self love. I'm your host, Lily, and this is day 33. Self love doesn't seclude. Today's challenge is something I struggle with, something I take medication for, and something that compels me to remind you that I am not a medical professional, and I am not any sort of mental health professional. I'm only speaking from my own experience and sharing strategies that I have come to rely on. But please, 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 if what you're struggling with is more of a challenge than something you can face on your own, something you can come up with a plan for, then please reach out to a mental health professional or to your doctor, whoever you trust. Okay. Now, today's challenge is depression. Now, some of us, we have situational depression, and I'm not saying that that is less than um, clinical depression that is not tied to a situation. I'm just saying that that uh, type of depression, I think, is more common among um, the people I I know and hang out with. But And it doesn't have to be full-blown depression. It could also be a sadness, just a a lingering sadness, and or isolation. So if you're experiencing depression, sadness, and or you're isolating, because those things often go together, but you, I guess could isolate when you're not depressed. Um, It's very hard to love yourself because you really get focused on one emotion, a single emotion. And so you're disconnected from your whole self. And especially once we start isolating we start forgetting that there are other people out there that are experiencing the same thing we are. So the mantra I wanted to give you today is I am not alone. This one works very well for me when I'm feeling more depressed than usual. It helps me even though it doesn't alleviate my sadness it helps me to know that I'm not the only person who's feeling what I'm feeling. And then that provides a, an opportunity for me to dig out of that isolation hole 
and to connect. Because self-love does not seclude. Self-love is not, it's an individual pursuit, but it's not one that happens in the dark. It's not one that happens in the secret. And it's not one that happens in isolation. It's a part of your whole life. So when you start isolating, you've stopped loving yourself because we're humans and humans need connection. So for me, the strategy to get through depression is not hope because for me, those two things are, are cancel each other out. If I'm feeling depressed, I often do not feel hopeful. So if I were to say my strategy for not feeling depressed anymore is to feel hope or even to be happy, that's very unlikely. That's too big of a stretch. But the strategy of reaching out and connecting is one that I have found to be of use. It depends on how depressed I am, who I reach out to, but I do have support people in place for different levels of depression. Now, I believe we talked earlier in the week about having your action, knowing what you're going to do before you come across the challenge. So have a system in place, particularly I have found with depression, that I need to have a system in place before the episode, before the feeling takes over, before whatever triggers me into being sad and wanting to isolate. If I already have a support system in place before that happens, I'm much more likely to reach out. So my strategy is to connect. And as part of that strategy, I set up a support system that's going to be in place when I need to connect. So it's kind of a work your way backwards there. What do you need to have in place so that when this happens, when you do feel sad, when you do feel isolated? For some people, connecting could be something like posting an authentic um, expression on social media and interacting with people via a comment thread. That totally counts. You decide what kind of support you need for the level of sadness you're experiencing, okay? Um, one of my triggers, or I guess, I don't know, is this a trigger? So something I watch out for is when I start feeling like I don't want to do things that I've agreed to do and are my job around the house. So one of those things is going to the grocery store. No. I don't love going to the grocery store. It can be and often is very overwhelming and very anxiety producing. However, it's my job for reasons and it works in our family for me to be the person that goes to the grocery store. I have the time to do it. I like to drive and I like to be out in the world for the most part. So I'm the best person, the best adult in our house suited for going to the grocery store. And during an average week, it's not a problem. During a week where I'm feeling challenged and maybe a little bit stressed and maybe a little bit tired, it's a little bit more of a problem, but I still go. I might put it off for a day, 
but I still go to the grocery store. I still even enjoy things like coming up with menus and making the list. Um, I can usually get myself out of the house with the promise of a reward, you know, for a kombucha while I shop or I get to drive through and get a milkshake on the way home. But when I'm actually feeling depressed, going to the grocery store is the first thing that drops off. I have no desire. I have no willpower to make myself go. I could care less whether or not we have food. And so I'm really negating my own values when that happens. I'm certainly not showing myself love because I'm perpetuating a belief that, you know, the the grocery store is terrible and awful and it's not. It's just not my favorite place to be. So when that happens, when I'm not just putting off the grocery store, but when I'm really refusing to go, that's my, that's a light bulb that goes off. And I say, wait a second, I'm more depressed than I was before, because this is the thing that I stop doing when I get depressed. And not only do I know that, but I have made it very clear to my husband who I live with that if you see this happening, that's a warning and we need to have a check-in. So that's an example of a situation where when I get there, I know what's going on. My strategy is to check my own bullshit and also to rely on my husband to have a check-in and he's my support in that situation. This could never happen to me again or it could happen next week. We don't know. That's why we have the system in place so that if we need to rely on it, we can rely on it. So for an action item today, it's less of an action, but it's really just identifying who these people are. Previously, we have written down, we had made a list of support people, and maybe you want to go back to that. But really, it, it's really good to take a specific situation and see if you can work your way backwards from it. What would be the strategy? And if the strategy involves connecting or accountability or checking in with someone, then who's that person? Who's your support person in the strategy? And at some point, make sure that you've had a conversation with that person. Don't just assume they're going to be there because they need to know what's going on, right? You need to be able to be honest with them. You need to be able to call someone and not feel judged. So that's, that's the person you're looking for because this isn't a lack of character. This is just a feeling that you're going through. It's a challenge. It's getting in the way of your self-love practice. And you need some support to find your way through. All right. Take a breath. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Self Love 365. Much love to Henry Liu for our original music and Little Legends Design Studio for our custom graphics. Thanks to our Twitter followers at 365 underscore self 
and to our blog readers at 365daysofselflove.com. And thanks to you for listening.